0: about you guys but i'm gonna tell you something i got my rock and the beautiful thing that's never been told about the story was when david hit the giant in the head and killed him then you know what happened everybody believed they could do it everybody believed they didn't believe till then i believe in you I believe in every one of you in this room. Everybody's got their rock. We're going out there together. And we believe. And we want more. If we get up, if we get down, it don't matter. We're gonna play for 60 minutes. You understand that? We're not gonna let up at all. Whether we get up, whether we get down. It's a 60 minute game. It only lasts about six. You know it. We love you men. Let's go have fun.
1: Welcome to The Strut with Chili, TD, and Joe. Greetings, friends. Welcome to this week's edition of The Strut. Now, last week we took a walk down memory lane on one of our, I guess, revisiting maybe our porch episode we did uh, Way back in June where TD and I just kind of did a little practice run To kind of get us going to evolve into what we have today and what we're going to be bringing you in the future tonight We're gonna kind of call it going back to the porch. However, we're going to bring a special guest along with us now We're going to be celebrating one of the biggest victories in all of coastal football history We're going to be talking tonight about the James Madison victory in 2005. We are going to be talking about the game, looking at the stats, like we do usually on regular game weeks, but we're going to have a couple extra exciting, I hope, exciting twists to it to kind of get you in the mood to walk down memory lane. Now, you are totally invited to use the talkback line, the look here, Bubba. Talk back line and tell us anything you recall about that game. Players, plays, memories you had, doesn't matter. You can even go as far back and talk about other games if you want to. It's totally up to you. The Look Here Bubba Talk Back line is yours. We don't ask you, we throw out a challenge, but we don't ask you really to do anything other than just participate. And that's our way of saying, join us. So please join us on the Look Here Bubba Talk Back line. You also can interact with us on our social media pages, Twitter, at The Strut Podcast. Instagram, the same name, at The Strut Podcast. Our Facebook page, cleverly entitled The Strut Podcast. Uh, don't forget, we've got our new blog site up. Joe and I have been blogging already. That's thestrutpodcast.wordpress.com. Go on there. You can comment to anything that Joe and I are writing Our editorials are up there, all that good stuff. We welcome you to uh, just join us and take part in the show because your feedback helps us improve, helps us bring you the good quality, I hope, quality coastal content that I hope you are beginning to come to expect from your friends here at The Strut. So without further ado, here is this week's episode, September 10th, 2005, Coastal Hosting defending national champion, James Madison. TD, Info Joe, Perry Parks, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 minutes of the giant slaying, ground laying, Coach Bennett praying, Thigpen through a dart, Parks pulled that ray in, down with the Dukes, Purple makes us puke. That upset was a bomb, and it felt like a nuke. Took down the goalpost. CCU is the most. JMU can't handle football on the coast. CCU football podcast called the Strut.
2: Hey, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another Port Session edition of the I Strut Podcast Nation. We've got Info Joe and Chili and TD. We've got a very, very special guest, a teammate of mine. Um, and and a coach that has has seen his roots start here in South Carolina now is taking him to to Charlotte. They had a great year. Uh, Perry Parks is here, old number 84 himself. Uh, Gentlemen, how has your week been? And we'll start off with our guest, Coach Parks. How how has your week been so far?
0: Uh, It's been amazing, man. I just got back from uh, the San Antonio, the American Football Coach Association uh, conference, and it was good seeing a lot of those guys. saw some of the coastal guys there which is always good. But uh, but it's been well, man. Uh, get home and see the family for all of two days. And uh, I'm actually in Joe's neck of the woods tomorrow. I'm in Kershaw County. Uh, I'm going to hit up my local schools in that area tomorrow. And uh, we came with the family and then fly to do some recruiting in Miami, man. So a busy time of year for us. All
2: right, so wait a minute. What what high schools are you going to again? Let me write those down.
0: Oh, man. I, I, can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't give away my secrets, man. My recruiting secrets. can't give away.
1: I hear you. Chili, Joe, how about y'all? It's been a good week. Uh, we just, you know, coming back from Christmas and trying to get the the students at my school have readjusted yeah. to being in a school after being off for two weeks, and you know, all the mess has been going on. But you know, I'm you know, with the little two year old, we're still going through Christmas stuff, and it's mid January, so we we're still blessed, man. I'm having a good time, and I'm excited about this tonight. So this is going to be a, a great episode.
3: Yep. It's been a great yep. week. I don't have volleyball this weekend, so uh, <laughs> after the first we got- two weekends of you know, New Year's Day weekend we had volleyball. Last weekend we had it. This weekend we don't. So I get uh, MLK weekend. It's going to be a great one, and uh, going to get a chance to sit back and, and relax a little bit. And it's great to have Perry on. I, I cannot wait to go down memory lane back to two thousand. You know, three, four, five, and six. You know, you guys are the originals, and uh, you know, talk about some things. It's all to be fun. Well, hey, hey, I'm going to start off real quick,
2: Chili, if you don't mind. Go ahead. We're going to pick up right where we left off. So, so Strut Nation or Strut Podcast Nation, Till Nation, we're going to pick up where we were right before the podcast started. Perry Parks, tell them who should have scored the first touchdown.
0: Uh, I was listening on the ride, ride home. Like any good football coach, you know, we, we review films. So, I, I wanted to get a, a check out of the podcast before I'm on there, man. And, and you fumbled not knowing that Jeff Coach scored it. But <laughs> I, I was tackled on the little two-yard line. Uh, that that Newberry game would have been the first touchdown of school history, and then of course Perk punches it in. So uh, mm. that always haunts me, man. That's 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 the play <laughs> that uh, you all want back right there.
1: You don't yeah. bitter and about it at, it at all. Hold that
0: over your head.
3: Just <laughs> a little bit.
2: It. And and for those who don't know, um, you know, uh, Coach Parks is part of a uh, Mega Sci-Fi fraternity on campus, and 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 uh, um, uh, Perk is also part of that fraternity. So I'm sure that was additional ribbing beyond locker room and, 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 and in life still. So all
0: the time.
3: <laughs> so you came up two yards short. I remember that. And then we had to wait all the way to the Davidson game before. Yeah, yeah. Jeffco caught the first touchdown pass in school history. I mean, that's it's, crazy. It's so, Nine games in, right?
0: It, it's so funny. I was actually playing uh, the slot. Well, I was actually playing, uh, I was actually playing, Outside and Burgess was inside. The play call was 769, so old school football actually had a passing tree. My job was to clear out, and actually Burgess was on the corner out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my little butt, 160 pounds soaking wet, actually got jammed inside. Uh, so I was supposed to be like cleared out of the whole picture. Uh, I actually got jammed inside, but I continued on my route and I actually caught the, the corner that he was throwing for Burgess. Uh, made it, got missed, and I actually got tackled uh, on the two man. So. Uh, fine memories of uh, coastal carolina football in the early, early days right there
2: <laughs> well I, I tell you what man it's uh so for those that are listening on this podcast you know we touched on the first game and, and some of the first year and, and coach bennett and and uh and what he means to the program and, and i know perry listened to it but i know joe would chill interested in, in bringing up some really unique opportunity about talking about jmu and you had a you had a great game that game peace quizzle <laughs> And for those who don't know, he was P-squared, P-squizzle, Pear Parks, parks uh, back in the day, 8-4. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and uh, you had a hell of a ball game that game and, and were extremely influential in us winning that game as a team. And I know Joe called it from the box and, and Chili called it from the – uh, from the, from the stands, but
1: chili tailgate
2: to tailgate <laughs> chili. You want it? You want to, you want to, uh, educate those about some of the stats from that game. We're going to walk down memory lane Perry with a little bit of stats
1: here. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, on for rushing, excuse me, for JMU, uh, banks had 24 carries for 95 yards, two touchdowns. Finner had 12 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown for coastal Pat hall, 11 carry 51 yards. Thick had eight carries for 39 yards. Passing, JMU, Riscotti had well, 16 of 21 for 171. Thigpen, 24 of 36 for 287, three touchdowns and a pick. Receiving, Harris for JMU, three catches for 49 yards. Baker had three for 26. Receiving for Coastal, Jerome Simpson, 10 catches for 162 and two touchdowns. Chris mm-hmm. Noble, four catches for 37. And Perry Parks, four catches, 32 yards and a touchdown. Defensively, leading tackler for our Shawnee Clears was Jamar Leith, 15 tackles, six solo tackles. Quentin Teal had nine tackles and seven were solo. Maurice Simpkins had nine tackles, three solo tackles. And Perry Parks actually had one solo tackle.
0: I remember that. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, wrapping up the defensive stats, Ryan Lowry and Roderick Middleton had one sack each
3: you know set this up JMU came in as the number 1 ranked team in the yeah. country i mean to, to set the, to set the scene up here they were the defending national champions they won the 2004 national championship and due to a scheduling quirk we got them at home in game number 2 right and so <laughs> that they, they came to town and it was like can we can we handle this bunch can we play with them and it was quite clear right from the get go that the answer to that question was yes so i mean that that's why this game was so big in terms of you know the overall, the overarching thing of what you know, Coastal Carolina became on that night.
2: So, Perry, in, in reflecting back, man, kind of, kind of walk the the fans through, the supporters, the listeners through, kind of your experience through that. Because what we yeah. like to do, you heard in the last one, is we'll break it down. Like Joe likes to go from the headset, I go, yeah. or you go from inside the helmet, if you will, and Chilo go from the stands, but. Guess first, man. C- kind of walk us through your experience, your play, things you saw, nuances, man. Like Joe talked about how he remembers certain nuances, of the pregame, and Chile remembers walking into the stadium. What are some things that you remember from that game?
0: I- I'll tell you one thing that really s- stuck out through me, and, uh, and and to this day I've carried it with me my, my career in coaching, is, is the week of preparation. You know, a lot of fans, you know, you guys see, you know, game day, guys that get the early see pregame warm-ups, but what people really don't see is, the amount of work, the amount of prep that goes into the week of preparation uh, and not necessarily, you know, the week of preparation before a, a huge game. I mean, a game that, that that really changed the landscape of Coastal Carolina football in its yes, early stages. Um, Travis, I know you probably can remember this, but going into that week, there was a calmness around the game where it, it was really house money. Um, Coach Bennett was was a was a master motivator. Um, and, and anybody that really played for him really knew that he was a guy that could sell water to a well. So, uh, uh, you know, you, you might not be able to dunk a basketball, but by the time you're sitting with a room with coach Bennett for a couple of days, you're going to lace up your shoes and go dunk that basketball. And it was a really cool feature that he had, like just a, a good trait that he had. And with us going into that week, you know, a day at a time, you know, we knew we weren't going to win that game, you know, at Sunday's team meeting. All right. We knew we weren't going to win it after, you know, Tuesday's practice, but Uh, closer and closer to game time, you know, uh, the belief was just trending upward for us. So uh, credits to Coach Bennett and that coaching staff uh, for for not putting too much on our plate. Like never one time did they come out and say, hey, you got to go out there and beat James Madison. You know, but what they did say is, hey, you know, by the time it's time to kick the ball off, you know, they've got to play a football game just like we have to. Uh, And the team that made the uh, least amount of mistakes, the team that plays hard uh, for four quarters, the team that believes in themselves, it's going to be a team that's going to be successful. Um, another cool thing that I remember that, that week, uh, going out in pregame warmups, um, that was the first time we played a team that really had some muscle. Uh, so, you know, we had that confidence from the week of preparation going into that game, but then you get on the field and, you know, I would always eyeball, you know, the corners, find out wherever they're working out on the field, when going through pregame warmups. And when I tell you, everybody was six foot plus in that line, you know, we had, we had not seen anything like that as a program. So. Um, it really, it really made you kind of like bat, bite down on your mouthpiece that first snap of the game to kind of, you know, like like people say, fighters kind of sniff each other out to kind of, you know, see what, what we were going to be up against that night. Uh, and, and, and sure enough, after that first play, you know, I don't think there was doubt in anybody's mind on that sideline if we could play with James Madison or not. Uh, and we just, you know, we came out swinging and it was a, a tough ball game all the way through the end. And uh, the Shawnee Clears came out on top, man.
2: I mean, you know, P, you nailed it. I think Coach did such a – Coach did such a great job of, of, of Lou Holtz and the hell out of us, right? On Monday, don't know if we can beat these guys, right? Yep. Tuesday, we got a chance. Wednesday, we're going to do this. Thursday, yep. we can't be beat. No, nope. didn't matter who was on the field, right? Yep. Um And, then, you know, Friday you couldn't go to sleep at night because you were so damn wound up you were ready to go. Um and he's right, you know, and, and we were fortunate. We had a lot of great ball players on that team. And Joe and Chili, y'all remember, you had, you had, you had Perry. God, I, can, I can name some of them right now. But you had plays by Jamar Leith and Quentin Till and Perry and, and Chris uh, Chris Noble and Jerome. But then the offensive line with Brad Poston and Kep and, and, and all those guys, I and mean, everybody played a role. And, again, Perry, I don't, I don't know if you've heard. I mean, I, I got no qualms about it. Like, I understood my role as the platoon guy even guys on that were running, you know, second team O, which I was part of, running up against the first team D, we knew that was our responsibility that week, right? Like you said, it was a calmness to what we were trying to accomplish. And I think that was a credit to Coach Bennett and the entire staff from top to bottom. and
0: Truly truly a selfless bunch, man. Like, you hear hear, uh, Jerome's stat line compared to me and Noble's, like, nobody cared about the credit. like. That's how that's, that's the type of team we were, Travis. You can attest to that. Like, there are games I got zero targets, and you know, Jerome might have gotten 12. Like, we won a game. that's all that matters. You know, like, uh, that's the, the the truly fun thing about the group that we came up with, the foundation that we laid for that program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about Jerome Simpson, it's not about me, it's not about Travis, it's not about Coach Bennett. You know, it's always about the Shauna Clears and how can we leave a legacy um, that'll last. And you know, now, <laughs> You see what those boys are doing now. I mean, it's it's it's, it's something, it's truly a sense of pride. Even, you know, I, I I I can hardly come to games now with my situation. Uh definitely with a high school coach a little bit easier, but now it's kind of tough. Like, oh, Sean McClare's gotta be on the schedule for me to see him play uh in person. But uh it, well, it's truly hey, a sense of pride to see that. You 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 know,
2: I'll say this you, you call it a situation, I think it's it's an accentuation of that foundation that yep. Who was part of from the booth, and Chili was part of from a fan of being alum. You wouldn't be where you were, and I wouldn't be where I was without our families. You got great parents. You got great family. We got great teammates. Coach Bennett and the entire staff were, were great men, character-driven men. But, I mean, it's not a situation. I think it's an accentuation, yeah. if you will, of – you knew what you kind of wanted to be, like I kind of, you know, thought about it, but you wouldn't be where you are today. And, and hopefully, one day, I'm like Joe. I think Joe and I thought us, I'd love to get a little something going on with with, with Charlotte, man. I think that'd, that'd be <laughs> fun, man. Um, but Joe, what was your reflection of that night uh, with JMU from the, from? And you were now for those that don't remember, J- Joe's up in the booth now. But Joe was on. You were on the ground then. You were yes. grass. Mm-hmm. Back when we had grass, no turf. <laughs>
3: And I I love the grass field, by the way, (laughs) off the record. I love it. Yeah. On the field. What a magnificent night that was. I mean, and, and again, to kind of set it up, we'd won our first game at Elon the week before and we were okay. Season opener that night, 17, 10, we were okay. I mean, it wasn't like we went out there and blew them away. They weren't very good. Went up there, won a game and came back home. And then, you know, before the game, uh, you know, Matt and I, of course, Matt, the the, the voice of the Chanticleers Clears for 17 years, and we were we were standing down there on the field and we just got we're just kind of talking. And I I think under the goalpost, I we were just walking around the field, just kind of soaking it all in, knowing how big this was for our program, what an opportunity this was with the number one team in the country, the defending national champs coming to our field to play in just our third season. And I'm gonna to touch on something that Perry hit on just a minute. In, in just a second or two, but I asked Matt, I said, Matt, do we have a chance in this thing? <laughs> he looked at me and said, Yeah, absolutely, we do. We got guys, we can play. And I said, Good. I, I know that I've seen it. You know, we've been around this our third year doing this. So hopefully we can come out and, and, and make something happen. And then, you know, as, as Coach just talked about, the body types of JMU were, I mean, that was even to me, a non football playing guy. I mean, you, you go from playing a Newberry or a Moorhead State and and no offense to these guys or a Davidson, you go into playing, you know, from playing those guys and to to watch JMU walk on the field. It's like, and and I hadn't really thought of that until he just (laughs) said that. (laughs) That just jogged my memory. I, I, the one of the things I thought, I was like, man, look, look, look at these dudes out here. (laughs) Look at these guys. I mean, these are like you heard with, you know, with with Alabama and Georgia, different body types, right? So these guys had different body types. And I thought, well, you know, can we come out and make something happen? Can we punch them in the mouth? Have something good happen early? Stick around in this game. And boy, sure enough, we did. And you know, obviously we'll get into this as we, as we go through this, but, uh, Chelly, what, 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 what was your, what was your perspective on this thing?
1: Well, mine was one of, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in section 205, like I've been from almost the first game ever. So we're close to the sideline and coach, I, I think my question, I'm just going to like kind of set myself up and I'm going to give you a question on this is, you know, I'm in the stands. i I've been a. I, I graduated from Coastal 95. I'm. I've been following CCU football since day one. Literally since day one. TD can can attest to that. My question for you is this: for those of us that are in the stands, I need you just for one couple. You want to, however, you want to take on this is can you put me in the huddle real quick and just tell me what things are like, you know, play in and play out, talk about, you know, some of the leadership, maybe even some of the conversations that were going on sideline in the huddle, you know, between you guys. Cause I, actually, I jotted down about five questions that I wanted to get to yeah. and you covered a couple of them. But one of my questions I wanted to ask you was what, what recollections do you have of the conversations between the coaches and player to player coach to player as that game went on, we struck first, we went up seven, nothing and we were leading at halftime. Um, But can you kind of take us through some of the conversations that were happening and kind of, if you can paint a picture with that for us?
0: Yeah, yeah, when that, that was actually the year 2005, we kind of transitioned offenses a little bit. So, you know, early, the early days were more pro style. We actually huddled before almost every play. Uh, That was more or less, you know, get the formation line up. had some sideline huddles and then some tempo huddles where we would huddle. Um, But guys in the huddle that were vocal, of course, Tyler, you know, he was a hell of a player, man, hell of a leader. Um, he, he was a guy that you could trust when you got in a huddle. Um, you had uh, Antoine Trice uh, was still there. Uh, you had Pat Hall. Um, you had guys that like Keppel, posting. You had guys that you were ready to, to go to battle with uh, in, in those huddles. Um, but uh, like, you know, Joe said in the last one, it's a sense of calmness, man. Like, it's not a lot of rah rah once you get into those huddles, man. The stuff you see on movies, um, similar like that last drive, you know. I, I vaguely, uh, will vividly remember uh, Tyler say, "Hey, let's 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 put a drive together right here, boys," you know. But it's not necessarily you know getting yourself hyped up. It's a sense of calmness and truly trusting your preparation throughout the week uh, when you're in those huddles. Um, you know, the game is, is 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 very much assignment you know driven, assignment focused. So you got to be keyed in on what your job is and how you can do your job at the best of your ability. Um, but for us, you know, uh, uh, Coach um, – transition between Coach uh, Smalling and uh, Coach Smalling and uh, Coach Schneider um, kind of running running our deal. Uh, and it was more or less Coach Schneider still had the impact on the run game. But then Coach Smalling was kind of bringing us to kind of spread it out. Um, we had, a, you know, a, a true vertical threat in, uh, in Jerome Simpson. Everybody knew that. Uh, another bookend receiver, you know, still super good friends, uh, Chris Noble, uh, and then you had me and Santini Washington kind of working the underneath stuff uh, in that offense. So um, guys that were dependable, guys that were playmakers, uh, and like I said, a selfless bunch. Like we were able to to check each other, and we knew it was for the betterment of the team. So you really didn't have any ego. So like I, I could I could rip Jerome's ass on something if he messed up, or vice versa, and that happened, you know. Uh, and it wasn't nothing trying to show each other up. It was, hey, you know, at the end of the day, we want to win this ball game. If that's what it's going to take, that's that's what it takes. I mean, uh, remember a play that I fumbled, uh, my only fumble in my college career versus South Carolina State, and things like, damn, man, you got to hold on to the damn football. You know, and it's, you know, I, I need to hold on to the damn football. You know, it's nothing that, you know, I, I get mad. And a uh, funny part of that, Big Mike recovered the fumble. He said, hey, you owe me after that. We go, go out to Broadway tonight. Because he recovered the fumble. So, like, little stuff like that happens on the field. And, you know, the time, you know, your butthole is this tight. But – you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you kind of laugh it off and you have you have stuff that you can say. But uh, we were a good group of guys, and, and we, we checked each other. And uh, But to answer your question, since the calmness, uh, trust each other, uh, trust our prep. Uh, and then, like I said, there was no egos, man. If, you, if, you, if somebody had to, to put you in place, you know, you just kind of – you know, you, you took it and then you moved on. And,
2: I, and I'll, I'll say this too um, – I'll offer this to you. I, I think practice – and and I. I I Want to segue to something and come right back though, Chili and Joe if you don't mind is Perry's seen it as Perry Parks teammate, and now Perry Parks is coach. It's a it's a different, it's a different world that he and I were coached in and were players in than now. Something too, I think that was almost a crucible of each week was. Every week it went by, it was a dogfight at practice every day. And Perry, you, you crap me if I'm wrong, man, but I yeah. feel like it was a dogfight every day. And, and, the, and, and again, they'll tell you the time that I got to play each, you know, on and off every game over the course of four years of playing, no matter if I got one play or 12 plays in a game or 25 plays in a game, I was never going to play against competition better than what was in front of me. And it was never going to be harder than what was I, I saw at practice, whether I had to, you know, fight my reps versus you or go up against, you know, Quentin Teal or someone like that or a Greg Williamson. To me, I think also what prepped us was, man, we fought each other hard every day, week in, week out. Literally, we're getting fights sometimes day in and day out. And I think that's what molded that team as well is, man, we had to check our character at the door every day for good, bad, or different reasons. And I think that's Joe and Chili. I think something that, people got to remember is Perry was part of that first 15 or 16 guys that I was part of. And look, Perry, if you go back and listen to this, I got no problem saying this. I was over-recruited within two years and good because if I wasn't, if there were more of me out there, the program would never get where it's at. But at the same time for four years, never quit. Perry knows that. I was, I was a platoon guy, right? I did my job. Perry was the athlete. I did my job. (laughs) So he went out and made bad plays. I just I made sure I did my job, but the point I'm getting to is, is I think what led up to that JMU win is that year of not playing and practicing with each other, and those two years prior to Joe and Chili's references about certain teams and certain games and certain experiences, I think that calmness came from the fact of we knew we could be brutally and sincerely honest with each other at the age of 19, 20, 21, and 22. And the crucible of practice every day that Coach Bennett and them instilled that. It's a different – for those that are listening, it was a different world then. That's Some of the practice awesome. – and, and that's all I get to do is Perry can attest to that and talk about that yeah. a little bit. It's a different world now.
0: Perry, Chili, was- Chili, yeah, You uh, everything you said, Travis, I agree with 110%. Chili, you may not know. I know, Joe, you know. Th- th- and, and it's cool for our fans. They may not know. Like, I, I don't know how the 1st makeup or the first team at Clemson was ever made up or, or USC, like goes on years and years and years. But for the Coastal fans to know like your program, where it is today, a team that's ranked in the nation, was built on the back of 13, 14 scholarship players and then a bunch of misfits. Like, I'm a misfit, I'm gonna walk on. That everybody said I was too little to play. You know, I, I, I didn't belong. I had Division two schools that said, hey, come out here and try to walk on. Like, it was built upon the backs of guys that felt like they weren't good enough. Yep. And to see the program where it is today, that it is, our program is good enough. You know, I was good enough. I at the time, like everybody said me, I wasn't, you know, it, I, I was, you know, I knew I could be if I applied myself, but like Travis said, guys just went out there and we <laughs> get ramrodded every single day. I mean, a season of just getting your head beat in, you know, to build something like, we don't know what the first game is going to look like, but we believe in our leader or we believe in each other. Uh We'll come together and form this thing. And, just like I said, to to go through all of that, uh, just to see this team uh, win that bowl game uh, versus NIU, man, it's talking about a full circle moment. It's just like a wow. Like like I, I know how this program was built to see where it is now. Uh, it's truly amazing, man. But like Travis said, like the, the stuff that we went through the year with no games, the first season, it it all you know is a drop in that bucket of of preparation that that helped knock off. Uh, the defending national champion and James Madison.
3: You know, TD said something on that original Porch episode that I don't know that many people have heard, but <laughs> other than the three of us. The, uh, the the first, the Newberry game, the the mm-hmm. the, 90, the 97-yard drive at the end of the game was what set the tone for what Coastal Carolina football is all about today. And, yep. I, and I and I didn't mention that the last time around, but I couldn't agree with him more. And then you just said something, Coach, about the, the last drive. You know, you, you had to go 93 at the end of the game, the fourth mm-hmm. quarter to beat JMU, pull that yep. thing. out. Down 10 in the fourth quarter. Right. Okay. And then you get a, you get a touchdown, get a stop. You got to go 93 and then I'll never forget standing there on the field and, and Thig, <laughs> you yeah, know, that, that was Thig's coming out party to me as a oh, big yeah. time quarterback that night yeah. was that night was what set him up for the next season. And then his NFL career, but he, he threw a ball, that a JMU guy was standing right there on our boundary, and it hit him in the numbers. <laughs> the kid couldn't catch it, and if he intercepts that pass, oh my goodness! But he didn't; he nope. couldn't come up with it. And the next thing you know, we wind up down the field, and, J- and uh, Jerome makes that catch. It made Sports Center, right. and then of course the game winner to you. And it was just what a, what a, what an amazing what an amazing night and amazing drive that was.
2: chill That was.
3: Chili. Go ahead, Travis.
2: Do you- yeah. Is one of your questions going to be what Perry thought and felt during that touchdown catch?
1: Um, because I, no. I know you. All right, I had a hunch it was on there. I, I want to make sure that's – go ahead and ask him. I got something else for him, but it's, and it's Coach Bennett related, do so you go ahead?
2: Okay. Right. Hey, by the way, we couldn't get off this podcast without a good coach, Coach Bennett. Two things. Don't don't let me forget to tell him. Ask Perry about what Coach Bennett used to say. I'll see you at halftime. We'd go. Where the hell are you going, Coach? I mean, you <laughs> leave. <laughs> I told I told Joe and, and Chili about that Perry, coach, I love you. Let's do this. I see it half Yeah,
0: happen. It's <laughs> yep. not my
2: Junior year I looked at Thig because I told him my thing's locker was right next to you. I'll be like, Dig, where the hell's he going? Are we going to the same uh, place? He's it's creature of habit, man. Now, creature hey, habit. Walk us through the route, what you remember, good, bad, or different, and that catching that experience, man. Put that in the context of only that that Perry Parks, number 84, can remember.
0: Before I can do that, I gotta pay homage to the greatest catch I've seen in my life live. And that's oh. what Joe was talking about Jerome. Yeah. Um, I, I almost rolled my ankle celebrating with him. So even you go watch that clip <laughs> on uh you watch that clip on YouTube, like I I got out of two minute mode just to celebrate. Like he didn't even realize what he did. I swear he caught it and switched hands. And I just like ran I, that was probably one of my highest chest bumps in history. I landed kind of funny and like kind of rolled my ankle, but you know, adrenaline was pumping that night, but, um, we had, a we had, uh, a, a stop concept to the backside to me and Jerome side. Uh, we had two verts, um, and kind of, you know, I knew in my heart, like I'm about to catch this pass because there's no way in hell they're going to sit there and not double cover Jerome. What I didn't know, they actually triple covered Jerome and, the uh, the backer that was supposed to, you know, carry me in the same, he kind of went off the Jerome side as well. And, um, Think through one down and out. Uh, I went down to get it. And I mean, the rest is, is really history, man. I I told myself when that ball was in the air, I felt like that ball was in the air for five minutes and it was like a nine-yard route. Um, I could not hear anything. Uh and to secure knowing I caught the ball, I just heard the stadium go go nuts. And it, it brings like my hairs like standing up on arms right now because I still remember that sound. Ah, um,
3: unbelievable. Of,
0: of yeah, of the crowd realizing that I caught the ball. Um, and it's, you know, uh, paper clippings at USA today, you know, it's, it's just man. a great moment, man. It's a great moment in school history, man.
1: Coach, I got to tell you about your catch from my vantage point in the stands. I didn't know if you'd caught it yet because <laughs> I'm kind of close to about the 40 yard line where my yeah. seats are. And so I'm looking like to my left, I'm going looking down this way yeah, and I, I see you go down yep. and I'm like, was it incomplete? Did he catch it? Yeah. Well, so we're looking at the back judge he throws his hands up and then we can go crazy. So <laughs> if we had a couple of seconds to decipher. Did we do it? Perry Park scored it. Yes. We yeah. can celebrate now.
0: Yeah. It was a special moment, man. Like I said, I, I, the one thing I truly remember is how quiet it was until the place erupted, man. And that was just a, a special moment, man. A really true, special moment.
1: We were all holding our breath. I'll be honest. <laughs> everyone
0: no probably <laughs> me too <laughs> me too
3: <laughs> moment that put us on the map moment that put it us did. on the map unbelievable I mean no I you're 16 17 years later still I and you get chills coach I did too yeah <laughs> with yeah. I oh my gosh how great was that
0: yeah, it was a special moment and, and credit to to Tyler, man. I, yes. I mean it was before the day, like, you know, if anything were to happen like that now, you have about eight, eight players in their mom in their, you know, post game, but you know, before the <laughs> that was before like that 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 college football was so pure back then, man. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't about any of that. The Shauna Clears won. But, you know, I don't think I publicly said like the ball that he threw, he still got it over the defensive line with touch and in between a backer that was scraping outside to try to cover Jerome. So it was a perfect ball. Like I was the only one that could catch that ball. It was down and out and uh, made the play. And uh, it was a special, special moment for sure. So reflecting back
2: on, on that season, I was looking at it, man. You know, we, that year we played Elon, James Madison, App State, SC State, Liberty, you know, Charleston Southern who that year Charles had a pretty good year. You know, that it's interesting, Joe and, and and chilly and, and Pete, just looking back, just through that 05 season, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was that was a serious turning point to the program. And I, and, and and this opportunity to reflect back with Perry and, and his his optics on that game, and, and his experience as being a fellow receiver and, and teammate. You know, it's interesting. You go back and look. We were six and five and zero three, and then we were. Um, 10 and 1 in 04, but we finished ranked 24th. And that year in 05, we finished 23rd. And then the next year it catapults us to finish in 14th. It's interesting you see all the stats from that year, and you see a bunch of names there that, to Perry's point, man, there were a lot of guys that other programs, I bet after four years, wish they'd have had in their program, right? And just athletes, character guys, locker room guys, guys that didn't give up, guys that could have quit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to take the opportunity to reflect on that. And if, and if I did take the opportunity to enlighten our, our viewership and or future viewership on the YouTube channel that Chili's working on, but also our listeners on, if I get off of this podcast and I don't ask P Squizzle about his weekly <laughs> antics and how he came up with them, but- <laughs> Our senior year with Perry Parks from '84 came up oh, with a theme every year to celebrate, and one of the best ones ever. Who was it, Perry? We played our senior year that had the damn. They had a damn boat. You
0: did something with a boat. I made somebody walk the plank, man. Everything in practice. Yeah, yeah. We were. Hey, that's like. You think about some of that stuff we did, man? It was it was crazy, like. Can't Can't do it now. man, I I got a firework off at football practice, bro. Like, (laughs) who who does that? Who who does? I I ordered, I ordered pizza one time. Like, and people are gonna listen. Like, like, yeah, right. Like, no, like.
2: He's telling the truth, y'all. Swear to
0: God, we ordered. We timed it up. We knew like the practice schedule. We ordered pizza. We scored the touchdown. The pizza guy pulled up. We got the pizza. We sent the end zone eight pizza. Like, we like. It's just we we were just a different a different group. Like I know that uh, uh, Chauncey still he he rides a, what does he ride out now? That haven't been a game. I've seen everything. Little motorcycle. Little motorcycle. A motorcycle, right? Well, right. When we first start riding a motorcycle, the mascot's brother was James Brochu's brother. I don't know if I gave Pat so I'm sorry, Patrick, but I, I outed you on uh, on the podcast. But I begged Pat, I'm like, hey man, can I please borrow uh, the the Shawna Clear scooter today? He's like, what? I'm like. I promise I'll bring it back one piece. Well, I took the scooter and I hit it in the bushes in the end zone, uh, under the scoreboard and, uh, caught a touchdown and I got on the scooter and I went home. Like I left practice. I didn't even come back. Like I just rode off the game field. So, uh, we just were a light bunch, man. Like, and that, that's credit to coach Bennett for like letting us, you know, just be loose. Like, uh, we worked very hard and we played hard and, you know, we enjoy our time together. So many of these guys, you know, don't enjoy their time together. And, and that, that's the debate that people are getting into nowadays. Do people love it or do they not, you know, there's stuff that I didn't like to do back in that time period. I promise you like, you know, conditioning and some of the drills we do, I couldn't stand it. But the one thing I really loved and I cherished was spending time with my teammates. And uh, I think all of us kind of, you know, from that, that, that era, uh, that group of Shawneetown football, like now, we're that's why we're so close to this day. Like we really love spending time with each other,
2: and and that's just it, man. I I think folks need to hear that pair about it's antics, but it's camaraderie. Yeah. It's that that uh, it's locker room, man. It's it's no. it's culture. It's that word that people using in every phase of of enterprise, business, sports, military, it's culture. Yep. Right. There was a culture that was cultivated that we didn't have anything, any other way but to come together those first four years because it didn't have much, right? I mean, no. three-door locker had no locker room, had no weight room. You had to you you and Chris McDonald others and I had to mm-hmm. scrounge together who had hip pads that day, right? Yep. You know, the first year. So interesting, you know, Joe Chili. You know, hearing those antics. I want to I want to get y'all's thoughts on this. Hearing those <laughs> antics some people, what what do y'all feel me? And when and by the way, people who listen to this, this shit is true. Like, he's not lying. Like true so story. I remember when like this whenever he got on that motorcycle and he rode off, and I went, Where the hell's he going? It's Thursday. We still got two. We got two we got screen to do. And he just rode off. I went, go. I looked at Coach Collins. <laughs> I went, does he still have to make up running? He goes, <laughs> uh I don't I don't I don't know what I don't I got nothing he goes hey, just go man
0: go <laughs>
2: I was like that's bullshit I was like how does he get to run off with a damn butter oh, like, I gotta do sprints on Thursday
0: <laughs> Oh man true story man
2: true story but hey that happened it started Perry it started our junior year right towards the end and then you
0: took I it to say, level. I wanna say in that the year we went ten and one uh um, so
2: sophomore year a sophomore so, year yeah
0: yeah year. And, and like we weren't we weren't religious with it then. We just kind of, like, did it every now and then. Um, you became the religious with it our senior year, though. Yeah, the funny thing about it, it wasn't even – we did a Hail Mary drill for two groups. So we did it for first Geronimo, which was, like, Jerome, like, of the tall Burgess. And yep. then second Geronimo was all the runs. So that's what Thank made you. it even you Thank you, Perry. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. yeah that, that's what made it really even funnier. We're like, okay, well – we always like you know, co- competing and like, we're not even first Toronto. So in a Hail Mary situation, we wouldn't even be in the game. No way. So that's what made it even more, like more funny. We're out here with a backup quarterback. Will was the quarterback for it. And then yep. you had all of the, the second tier receivers, uh, me, Aunt Franklin, uh, Travis was out there. Like it was just, it was hilarious, man, because everybody would stop. Even the defensive guys would stop situational practice just to see what we were going to do this week. Uh, and it was it was pretty fun, man. Definitely
1: a fun cool. part. Definitely a fun memory. Uh, let me ju- let me jump in and ask this question, kind of related to that. Coach is um was well, kind of twofold. Yeah. When y'all were doing what you were doing, I know Coach Bennett knew that was good for your culture and for your team. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of an outlet, but you guys kind of you know, let some things go and, and relax, and, and then come together. Yep. Um, but can you tell me part one of my question is? What was Coach Bennett in terms of like is is he totally okay with you guys doing this and just kind of letting y'all do what you want to do? And in part two is how much of you as a coach are you, Coach Bennett?
0: Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so so part one, like, of course, like he was he was all for it, man. Like this the stuff that he let us do, um it, it really more or less, express like I said, just a bunch of misfits out there playing football, having fun. And uh, what's really, really cool, and like I said, people that are outside of the circle, the the new fans really don't know. They they see that the fun the shots are having, like last year on ESPN post game, like we've been doing that stuff. So for us, it's like, yeah, like that's why we're winning. Like they brought all the fun stuff back. Like and like it really warms our heart to see those young guys like enjoying that locker room culture because if you can go back in the time machine i promise you like that's the same stuff we were doing like it it, earmuffs for the ncaa we were in there popping bottles of doggone champagne i was just thinking that
2: i was just thinking
0: that we won our third conference championship like that's the type of confidence this group had like we iced down our own champagne the coaches didn't know so it's not like they, they let us do it like we did it on our own and we were in there like I got pictures on my Facebook right now. I didn't see it. I didn't see <laughs> champagne bottles because like it was an expected three Pete, and we knew that hey, we earned the right to play in the playoffs. So right. to see the young guys, the, the group now celebrate after wins and enjoy the victory uh, with, with their the team chant uh, and kind of compare it to the stuff that we did, I it truly warms my heart knowing that you know that's the foundation that we set for the program. It was a foundation of of working hard. Uh, loving your teammate, you know, being respectable, being a a, a recognizable member of our Conway community, giving back, and then having the most fun you can have uh, within a team, you know, and still reach your goals as possible. So seeing that is awesome. Second part of the question uh, it's really scary uh, to hear me say some of the stuff now, not so much as a position coach in my room. I'll say some stuff, but when I was leading my programs at Lakewood and uh, Ridge, Oh my gosh, man. Like, I would say some stuff and like I would literally catch myself, like, oh my gosh. Like, now,
1: do like, you do it, a, it? Do you do a Coach Bennett impression? So, I mean, like, I, you do you use some what? of I, the phrases?
0: I do not, but I do use some of his Bennett isms, you know. Uh, Let's hear him. Let's hear him. Let's hear him. Like, are, are, you, are you thumbing your nuts? I say that 24 7 with my guys. Um, I, I'm telling you, uh, you know, what, what are we doing? Like, I, I say that and I say the second. So, the first one is like, oh, what are we doing? And then the second one is drawn out. What are we doing? Like, like, so that one is a, is a staple of mine. Um, uh, good, good golly, good gosh. Uh, geez almighty. Like, Oh, like, and, and I'll, i stand the way he stands. And it, it kind of, it kind of freaks me out. Like when I, when I catch myself doing it, it's like, Oh my gosh, like, like what am I doing? Like, but you know, that's the influence that he had, uh, definitely on me and, and my, my life and my coaching journey. And, um, it's, it's kind of eerie, but it's funny to see those things come out of me when I'm coaching football. I'm
3: going to tell you guys that 2005 season from my perspective was, was one of the most favorite seasons of, of 19 years. I've covered this program. That 05 year was one of the most favorite ones, one of the two or three or four favorite seasons I've ever had covering coastal football. I don't care how it ended. I know how it ended. Yep. We all know how it ended, but. All of the come from behind wins. All of the game, all the games, like we referenced, we just talked about the JMU game, the South Carolina State game where we were down. You know, the mm-hmm. Liberty game, the the Gardner Webb game where it looked like we were down and out. And next thing you know, you know, they go find a way to kick a field goal and win the thing in overtime. Steel picks off a pass in overtime to you know to hold on with that thing. And that that team just that that team and 05 kind of epitomized where coastal football had come in just three seasons you know and guys I had laid it on the line to win to win a game and they weren't gonna lose you guys weren't gonna lose you know and i know no. I, I i know how the thing ended and you know I, we're not going to talk about that on this thing but I, that that '05 5 yeah. season was just so much fun to watch all of the close come from behind games where it just it, it might have looked like things were done but next thing you know it wasn't done it wasn't yep. over and Coastal Carolina found a way to win. I, just, I wanted you two guys to know that and our listeners I to know that and, you know, everybody that, that, that has been on board since since mm-hmm. the beginning, since the original, since you guys came in and, and started this thing, that was that was an incredible season, which really set the stage for what happened yeah, in the six.
0: I agree. And I have an extremely hot take. I mean, I know we did in 2006, but I thought that 2005 was, in my generation, was a better team. I thought it was yeah. a better better uh, group of assembled players than what we had in 2006. I, I would
3: agree with you. I've, I've never heard yeah. anybody say that, but I think I would agree yeah. with that. I really do, honestly, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I really do. And unfortunately how it ended, but, hey, that's, that's football.
3: <laughs> you
2: know, looking back on that 2005 season, it's interesting having this year-over-year year comparison there are so many, and, and just those first years, and you get out, I'm sure you can pick out a year here or there, guys, but just looking at that 05 season, Perry, there are so many names that I could just reference, to. I mean, the, look, Nathan Farley, Mike Tolbert, Trent Usher, Chris McDonald, Tommy Fraser, Darnell Williams, John Green, uh, James Brochu, Brian Rousey, uh, Santini, um, you know, just Tim Carson, Anthony mm-hmm. Franklin, right? Just Russ Clarity, uh, Mike Talk, Carl, Robin, Carl Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just you, you go through, and, I'm look, and the reason I'm saying these names, folks, that listen to this, is these people contributed. Their, their names are forever in the historical mm-hmm. and our uh, and, um, annals of time for Coastal's foundation of football. And, and, and honestly, the brand that we know is today. You go look at that year, man, and there's so many names in the rushing, receiving, part turns, tackling, defensive leaders. It it took an entire team, to Perry's point, gentlemen, it took an entire team to accomplish what we accomplished that year. There was nobody bigger than anybody else. Everybody did their job. And, I mean, Perry, if you ever get one of these, I think Joe's got a couple extra, man. We'll send one to you the year over year. Just the the guy that you all sent out from the media. But it's interesting to see that and how long these individual stat lists are of so many people who contributed in so many areas – um I'm still trying to find Perry Parks tackle number 1. I'm still trying I'm to like find it,
1: Were you on special teams coach? Hey, uh, no, I must
0: have been one of the picks from Big pen, man. Trying to bail my team man out, man. I don't know that. going <laughs> find
2: Perry Parks 84 tackle 1. I'm trying to see that game play
1: one tackle. Well, hey, while hey. TD's doing some research, I want to ask you this question, coach. Yeah. Um we talked about, you know, the, the game and everything, but I think something that I'm, I'm curious about, just self-indulgent question here, if it's oh, okay yeah. with you, is, you know, we we had the big game. We beat JMU, and I know we had a great season and everything, but, you know, we also got to turn around and get ready for a game the next week against App State. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what y'all – y'all I guess y'all practiced on Monday, the next week. Is that how your week went, Monday through Friday, yep. and you play Saturday?
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: practice on Monday – What's that like for you? I mean, you come out to, to get ready to go to prepare for Appalachian State on that Monday. Are we still riding the high from that Saturday night? And what, how we, how we feeling when we get back to practice?
0: I got cussed out Monday night's practice, man. I know Joe probably remembers it. Travis remembers it. Um, the the sun news left me out to dry. Like we we still ran, man. We ran fifteen sprints of some sort after every practice it took 15 games to win a national championship. That was superstitious by Bennett. Like, uh, 15, so, uh,
2: on Monday, 1540s on Tuesday, 15, yeah. 30s on Wednesday, 15, 20s on Thursdays.
0: So we have 15 sprints. And as soon as we finish, we broke, we're all taking off our stuff for practice. So I take off my practice Jersey and, uh, I get interviewed. Um, uh, cause I tore my ACL, uh, the, the season. Uh, I had just got back from ACL the season before that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sure enough, like, uh, the lady comes and interviews me and I take a picture, and, like, I have shoulder pads on. No like, With no shirt. i shirt. I'm flexed up, you know. I'm just talking. I'm not like I'm posing. I'm talking. But, like, so uh, the guy says, uh, the, the header's on the front page the next day, Parks keeps cool after catch. So by the time you took the picture, you can hear, I put a shirt on, blah, 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 blah. So I'm trying to describe my shirt. The damage is already done, so I get ripped Monday night for it, and then uh, the next practice, of course, you know, he brings a paper at the practice. Uh, the coach Bennett is. he's like, hey, you know, ESPN the magazine. Es- he's at practice, ESPN the magazine right here, and I get ran again. So um, he did a good job of keeping us humble that week. Uh, there was really nobody that was kind of feeling like like we arrived, um, but you know, to kind of you know, to answer a question before you even ask it hindsight is, you know, we really didn't know how to handle a win like that one. And then, uh, app state was that good. I mean,
2: that was the first year of their three peak.
0: Yeah. I hate to say that, that, but yeah, I hate to say that, but it was, you know, it was like, they, they were, um, excited for the challenge to play a team that just knocked off James Madison. And we were still kind of figuring it out. Like, you know, we played in some hostile environments, but we hadn't played on the Rock before. That was the first time we played anything like that. Uh, and it kind of overwhelmed us, you know, because, you know, we thought what we had done all season was kind of good enough. And, you know, that was truly the upper echelon of uh, 1AA football at the time. It was FCS now, but that was the upper echelon of 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 FCS uh, football at the time. And I don't know who was responsible for that schedule. Was that, was that some of Bruce Stewart's doings or moves Bruce like...
3: Good gosh. Hey, right. If, if we had, if we would had a game between JMU and app, we might've, yeah. we might've might been a, in a better mindset, but I mean, from what we had done to go to 25,000 people at that place. And like Completely you different. just mentioned, that was yep. the first, that was the first of their three, you know, their three-year run. I mean, they, yep. they, they came out at that, that place. I mean, like, like we've already referenced, we hadn't played in anything like that. like that. Anything like that. No, Nothing no, matched no. The, the noise and the energy and, and the excitement. Holy yeah. mackerel. I mean, it's like yeah. I'm standing around the field going, oh, oh yeah. Man, what about
0: yeah. this, huh? So, so I, think I caught, caught one pass that game and I ended up in Watuga Medical Center because Lynch put his helmet in between my shoulder pads and I was coughing up blood. So I, I didn't even get to see the end of that game. I was in the hospital oh, bed. Wow. So How about how about that one? Hey,
2: <laughs> I forgot about me, that. For those that just, and I just want to put a bow on this before we move to some some more antics, so we can get towards the end of the end of the show. Here, here is our first. So for those that don't realize, I'm gonna give you little names here. You can hear the you can hear the response in the background uh, from the boys on the podcast. First game was at Elon. Elon was a middle of the road Sun SoCon so team. Call it what it is. Number one, James Madison at App State, who, by the way, finished the year national champion and finished that year, I think, like, like 11 and, or 12 and 12, whatever, 12 and three. Delaware State, and eh. Number 17, SC State, and that's when Buddy Pew had them rolling. Gardner-Webb, which for those who don't remember, Gardner-Webb was the cream of the crop in the Big South and a top 25 team until we basically took them off that pedestal at Liberty, and for those that remember, pair remembers this game, three-overtime victory up there 27-21. Yep. Uh, the uh, You know, it's uh, the hypocrites versus the heathens. Uh, episode, <laughs> number three on that one. Uh, and then VMI and the key deaths, people don't realize, remember the key deaths were, they were a lot like Elon. They were just a good, solid team. You had to be sound. But that was your first seven games of that 05 season. Yep. And for, again, for those who don't re, just don't remember or understand that, that that is a, we basically played as many SoCon teams as possible. Which at that time the SoCon they, yeah, they were the SEC. Us. They were the SEC of FCS football. Got Think it. of North Dakota State, Montana State. That crowd now, Eastern Washington, that crowd didn't hold a candle to James Madison at SE State. And that crowd then, that was a whole nother animal. Then man,
3: they weren't there. Well, TD, to your point, we went from Davidson, Moorhead State, <laughs> Newberry, Charleston, West Virginia, you Mansfield. know, a building, Jacksonville. We went from a schedule that was designed for us to have a chance to be successful in the first two seasons to all of a sudden jumping into a number one James Madison at Appalachian <laughs> State. Yeah, you know, and not okay. it was right. Yeah. All of a sudden, we after the first two years, we jumped into, yeah, we went from the, you know, the the, the little kiddie pool into the big pool, into the deep end, yeah. right? We we did <laughs> that and you guys did that successfully. Unbelievably, really.
0: Yeah. Definitely is a transition for sure.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, chili?
0: What we got next, man?
2: So I got the
1: yeah, I've got the Twitter results from last time. And, Coach, uh, you heard the last episode we do, like, a Twitter poll. Yeah. We do the results from the previous show, and then we do the uh, new one coming up. So, last episode, which was two weeks ago, the question was, and I'm reading it verbatim, and it made a lot of people mad. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> happy about this. It said, um, aside from the Sun Belt, which group of five team had the best year? And it was the American Mountain West Conference SA or the MAC. And by 80% of the, which is almost a hundred votes, by the way, it was the American athletic conference. And some of the comments were um, the American defending itself by saying we had Cincinnati period, but then the sunbelt defenders on that, um, that thread back and forth were able to name off us, Louisiana and app state as all being strong teams and not nearly as top heavy as the American conference. So that was our result. I think one, person actually voted for the mac that might have been an niu fan who got in the wrong place maybe <laughs> um i think y'all gonna like this question i've already put it up on our twitter account and the question is which of these four is the biggest upset in ccu football history hmm. we've got our choices are between these four the byu game in 2020 the montana playoff victory in 2013 oh man tonight's topic, JMU, or the next season, 2006, when we beat number three Furman at home? Mm. 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 Mm.
3: That's true. What you guys think? That's a uh, great question. Wow. Uh, when Joe I mean,
1: says that's a great question, I know I have done well this week. When Joe <laughs> says that, I know I've done well.
0: <laughs> I, I live I three of those and, like, three great memories. You know, Coach Bennett's mom passed for that Furman game, so going through that one. You know, she yep. was actually a Furman grad. Like, yep. so yep. that was a special moment. Of course, James Madison, special moment. Coastal BYU, I was in Vegas celebrating our, my high school season. Uh, and that was epic watching that game uh, with a couple of BYU guys around me and having all my teal alone. So uh-huh. that, was, that was a great day. I, I played a round of golf at Shadow Creek, number third ranked course in the nation. Uh, with my steel stuff on, and
2: then come out. Uh, what'd you shoot? Uh,
0: terrible. I broke
2: 100. There you go. All right, you broke 100. I,
0: broke 100. I got the flag up somewhere in my office in here, but uh, it, it was just a special memory, man. So that's gonna be a great poll. I can't wait to see what people, people choose for that one. That's a good one. I've got
1: like 10 it. votes already, and half of it is leaning BYU, with the other two votes split between Montana and James Madison. No one's voted for Furman yet. And well, I, I
2: thinking, in all fairness, let me tell you something. So they are, I, you know,
3: I, I, I would one. put I would put Furman fourth if I were voting. I put Furman. Yeah, fourth. we, we, we <laughs> were really good. I can see there, it for a while, remember, but, but anyway, there. the firm, the Furman game would be number four.
2: To, to 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 just kind of just take a second, Joe, to dovetail off your your. When Ma Bennett passed away, I think something that was really cool. We for we as a team. You remember this? We forego. Practicing, knowing that we were going to have to practice super late that night.
3: Mm-hmm. We
2: all, we loaded up in three buses, Joe, yep. chilling, and we went to Mob mm-hmm. Bennett's funeral. Mm-hmm. Knowing we got back, we went right to the locker room. We got dressed, we manned up. Yeah. We went out and practiced at like nine o'clock at night. We, and yep. we were tired. We've been on a bus, didn't matter because we knew. And, I, and Perry, if you listen to the last podcast, talk about it. She was there day one. Oh, yeah. pizzas Pizza. on and Give me a kiss on the cheek. Give me a kiss on the cheek. Yep. And yep. we owe it to her to go put our work in. Oh, and yeah. so, I know it's, it may sound like a sobering moment for those listening, but it's not. It's a it's a prideful moment. A bunch of young men, some didn't have mamas. Yeah. Some, did. some didn't have grandmamas, and some did. She was your I, mama uh, and your grandma. I we'll talked about that. and I caught up. Uh,
0: I caught the first touchdown at Furman game and we had already told coach Bennett, like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to pray for my Bennett. And like how easily he forgot, like I caught the touchdown pass and we get over there. Me, Thig, uh, um, I think uh, noble came over and uh, Jerome and we go to separate, like take a knee. And I could, I could hear Bennett before, like, what are y'all? Like he was about to like rip us. Like, you know, he didn't play none of that stuff. Like anything you try to do extra, and then, like, we came off, he gave me a big hug and said, you know, you know, she's smiling down on us and, like, patting me on the helmet and, like, you know, yep. next play. But uh, it was a special moment, man. But for us, you know, I mean, we kind of expected to beat Furman. <laughs> kind of expected to have that one. Uh, yep. Definitely did. So
1: I just got a comment on the Twitter question, by the way. I don't know if y'all heard my iPad kind of ding there for a second, but uh, somebody just replied to it and said it has to be the JMU game, and here's why. They said it, there's a lot – sorry. There's not a lot of stuff to look up the history on it. We just know it was a great game. And this person went further to say ESPN needs to do a man in the arena-style documentary on coastal football.
0: Ooh. That would be sweet. Ooh.
1: Yes. Ooh. Now, is- uh, Coach, one last thing we always do is oh, yeah. we try to stump um, TD – with something coastal-related trivia, he, he
0: screwed up the first touchdown, man. So this shouldn't be hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> first pass. So here's here it is, and and coach, you can jump in and help out because maybe we can have like some teamwork on this one, guys. You ready for go. this? Here we go. All I feel right. like Coach Bennett coaching you up for trivia, boys. Here we go. The captains for Coastal that night against James Madison, we had four of them. Can you name them? Oh goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My face, so you got leaked. I do not remember my tackle. It's I had to be not to as, as easy as, sounds, as it sounds, is it, It's not very uh, easy, is it? No. Nah. It's some tough questions, brother. Wait a
1: minute.
0: Quentin Teal.
1: Nope.
0: That's safe. Tyler Thigpen. Nope. Cal-
1: Jarl- Lee.
3: Jamar, Jamar Lee. Lee. Nope. I bet Maurice Simpkins got to be one of them. Maurice, one Simpkin. of them. Pat Hall. Simpkins not
1: one? Nope. Not wow. according to goccusports.com. I dug for this one.
2: Come out. You buddy.
1: must have. So
2: now it's Stump, TD, Peace, Quizzle, and Info Joe. And I Joe. feel like
1: I'm doing a great job right now. Uh, I'm just saying. We all on to
3: quit after this one. Josh Hope. <laughs> Josh Hope. Yeah.
1: Nope. Patrick Hall.
3: Patrick Hall. Nope. Brian Keppel. No. Ad- Adrian Grady.
1: Let me know when you give up.
3: Chris I, Noble. I'm up. No, no, no. I'm not up. Chris
2: Noble. Nope. Timeout. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You give us He's
1: call, like three timeouts. Td. My, my wife said Mike Tober. Not Mike Tober. Santini Washington. Nope.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Give, give us a hit. Give Give, it, give us offense, defense, special position. All right. Yeah, I think Antoine Trice. Trice is one of them. Okay. There's one. Trice okay. is one. Um. We still Keppel, have. Brian nope. We still got an offensive lineman that was a part of it. Brad Poston. Brad Poston. Nope.
0: Nick Johnson. Nick
1: nope. I'm, Johnson. I'm not taking any delight in y'all getting this wrong, by the way. I just want to go for the record to say that. Yeah,
3: you are, damn it. Yeah, you are.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Andres Perkins.
1: Nope. People that are in their cars listening to this now are pulling over and screaming out guesses, too.
0: They're, they're saying it, too. Um,
1: Rodney Burgess. Nope. He Oh, my. You you've guessed everybody but you two at this point.
0: Perry, Perry was, Parks, I was. Park?
1: No, Perry Parks was one. Of them. I was about to say, I would remember that. Um, <laughs> Can I give I, you one of them. Give me one. Of, right, we got one. Well, we got one of them already, right? You got Trice. That's Trice.
2: Position?
1: You all give right. us Brochu was one of them.
0: Oh man, James
2: Brochu, uh, Sergio Geiger.
1: Nope, <laughs> Travis Williamson. No, nope. no,
0: Travis made a play. He made a big play earlier that game, though.
1: He did no. make that
2: play. That's why I was, I'm trying to. Uh... <laughs>
0: You're the participation
2: guy. <laughs> 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 I, I got. Hey, I got. I'm going. Kelvin McIver. No.
1: Oh,
3: <laughs> oh, oh Kelvin. Kelvin.
1: Well, it's like we're doing a credits at the end of the Travis show. Cain. We really
3: are. We're, we're talking about Cain. a lot of kids who played. <laughs> Travis, tribute
1: to all these guys.
3: Travis Kane, Jamie Fordham.
1: Nope. Hey, uh, by Grady. the way, speaking to him, he's coming on next time. By the way, guys, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's right. I don't want to give anything away, but I got Jamie. John freaking Sean Gaines. Nope.
0: Damn. That's impressive.
1: Let me give you a. Uh, Right, there was that's a senior running back. Middleton, Roderick, Middleton. I'm giving you one. I'm giving you a hint. There's a senior running back you haven't guessed yet.
0: Pat Hall, No, he was gone.
1: No. I hope he's not listening. Andres, no. My senior Andre. running back. <laughs> ben Hampton. <laughs> no. Ben was our age. Ben was our. Uh, according you know. to, <laughs> according to goccusports.com. Running back Carl Robinson was also a captain. Oh and my gosh. And I've got one more you haven't guessed yet. I'll give it to us because we're never gonna get it. <laughs> uh, he was, let me pull up his, make sure I got his position, correct. I don't want to say it wrong. He was a senior from Sumter Lakewood High School, offensive Perez? lineman, Robbie, Troy Wright.
0: Robbie, Robbie Wright. Robbie Wright. Robbie Wright. <laughs> Robbie Wright. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Robbie played center. Yep. Holy Robbie was on my God. Robbie was on that coaching staff at uh, at Lakewood. He
3: coached my offensive line. Is that oh, right? How about that? Right. Yep. That's
1: a great way to end the thing, you know? Man, that's good. That's good. Joe, right. yeah. so I think what you need to do when you go back and edit is every time they have like a coach or a TD has a wrong one, it's good. Every time they just they keep doing that over and over. <laughs> oh
0: man. That was good. Coach,
1: uh, we have enjoyed this. And one thing that we said a long time ago when we first started putting the ideas down for this podcast was one of our goals was to reach out to guys who had gone on and played in the early years of coastal football, the years after those first few years, and just kind of bridge the gap and make it one big football podcast and make a yeah. big football family. So um, you're the first person we've ever had on. Sweet. And that, that means a lot to us because – as Joe was saying a while ago, you know, the, the massive the, – the enormity of that win and and you guys and what you did against James Madison, the defending national champions in our backyard, has set the tone for our program for the next almost two decades at this point. Yeah. And I, from, from me and everybody else here, we are just appreciative of you. We're appreciative that you took the time to be with us. Um, I, I can't think of a better first guest to have after what we talked about how big this game was than having you on to celebrate it with us and reflect with us. And, you know, I'll just go ahead and leave the door open anytime you ever want to appear back on here and try, and maybe I'll do a trivia contest. You and T <laughs> can go head to head one night. I'll give you all five oh, questions see how we do. Oh, but, you know, in all honesty, I'm just, I'm I was thrilled when we, we were texting back and forth and, yeah. and tweeting back and forth and you said you'd do it. And it was, it was all I could do to keep from telling every one of my friends, yeah, to listen and, and about this. I'm trying to keep it quiet till the show comes out. But that Perry Parks is going to be on, on the was I was, I'm tickled to death that you're here, and I know Joe and TD are happy to have you and, and your memories, man. Anytime you ever want to come on, you don't have to have an occasion. Just, just show up, man. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I really appreciate you having me, man. And, and like I said earlier, I meant it. Like it, it'll never be about, like I said, Perry Parks, Travis Danley, you know, Jerome Thig. It's about it's about Sean clears, man, like all of us, like doing our part and supporting one another. And just to, to know we have such a strong fan base and, and the guys like you that have been there from day one, you know, Joe's been there from day one, Travis, like, you know, people need to hear the story, man. Like we have a pretty cool tradition. Like it's not it's not what you just see now. Like what we, what we see now is amazing. But, you know, it's just another chapter on a pretty cool book, man. So uh, kudos to you, man, and uh, Joe and Travis for – Getting this book open for people to kind of, you know, read some of the previous chapters, man. So, uh, so blessed and fortunate for you to text me and, uh, anything I can do to help, man. Always, Sean. So,
1: well, one thing you had, we had a deal, and I'm going to live up to my end of the deal. You said if you come on, I had to let you get a shout out to your yeah. team. So, yeah. dude, go ahead, talk yeah. about the 49ers,
0: Yeah, De- definitely the Charlotte 49ers, man. The, the people who whose name is on the check that I get twice a month, uh, I- and very thankful for Coach Will Healy. Uh, for giving me the opportunity to, to, to coach on the college level. Um, You know, I kind of had a dream of always always wanting to be a high school head coach and I was able to accomplish that at a young age. Uh, So I kind of set some, some lofty goals, man. Uh, And to to accomplish those goals, I need college experience coaching. So uh, I'll let you guys read in between the lines, take that how you want to take it. Uh, But um, big thanks for coach Healy for giving me this opportunity uh, to start climbing this, this college football ladder and, you know, hopefully in a, a couple years, you know, not putting a time limit on it, uh, I can reach that, that that next goal that I have set.
1: We're proud of you. And, and like I said, man, all of Teal Nations behind you, unless we see you on the schedule, Every, we're, <laughs> we're going to be pulling them hard for Charlotte, unless you play coastal, man, because we're just, we're proud of, you know, what you've done, you know, your accomplishment as a coastal player and, and where you're going. Because yeah. I know. I'm a former coach. I know Coach Bennett would probably say the same thing. He's trying to grow you as men also. And, and to see you yes. to go from, from where you are playing to where you are now and in your career, man, it's just awesome to see our former shots, you know, going out and doing their thing, man. It's it's gratifying to see that. No coach, no thanks.
3: Coach, thanks so much for being on with us. Great, great to go go back, go go back down memory lane. Been a lot of fun. Definitely. Tonight. Thank you.
0: Definitely, Joe. Thanks for having me, brother.
3: Yep. Eric, hey, yep. appreciate it, man. Always right, hey, man. Up, always got an invite, brother. Hey. Love you. Thank you for
2: everything that you mean in the program, you as a man, you as a friend. Uh, I got better every day because you were in the same meeting room with me in the same locker room. And i tell you what, for those that listen to this podcast, you know, Perry's a father. I'm a father. He's a husband. I'm a husband, just like Joe and Chili. But um, for those that bleed till and say Sean's up and understand the first years to where they are now as far as this program, uh, you know, I think they should be very, very proud about where we started, where we've been, and, and where we are today. No doubt. No doubt about it.
1: All right, Chili, send us out, man. Uh, catch us on Twitter, at The Strut Podcast. Instagram, at The Strut Podcast. Our Facebook page, The Strut Podcast. Our blog site, Coach Parks. If you'd like to read what me and Joe are writing about, you can do that. It's called it's the thestrutpodcast.wordpress.com. And coming soon to a YouTube channel near you, The Strut on YouTube.
0: No doubt, man. Appreciate right. you guys having
3: me. Coastal a chance with a touchdown to win. Second down and six the shotgun big Ken fires over the middle touchdown shot of clears perry parks
2: we have the lead shot of clears win they have